awful, awful. I'll just push on. Um, Dr. Rachel. It's too how, early, Gwen. It's, it, is it too early for you? You probably have patience. <laughs> no, I'm an hour behind you, but that's <laughs> okay. You're in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. You are in Minnesota. and um, No, bef- thanks for having me, though. I'm excited to be here. I'm I'm super excited to have you. Let is uh, let's get. I'm going to jump right into this. Uh, your website, BetterBalancePsychology.com. You talk a lot about the the, the types of um, uh, crises that you help people deal with, and you call it a crossroads or big life changes. Let's talk about. I know there's such a thing as a quarter life crisis that I don't believe in, but a midlife crisis. And I'm just teasing. These are crises that I'm discovering. The midlife thing is real. Did, did you know that? It's totally, totally, it's real. It's not uh, yet like noted in such terms in the research, but ask anybody who's gone through midlife, and uh, it's it's very real. It's it's stressful. It's confusing. It's almost paralyzing in its own way, and that can be about job or career. It could be about your, you know, your marriage or relationship or your family. It's, it's a lot. (laughs) Well, I I just, um, I have my own therapist, but (laughs) I will share my experience briefly. I'm not asking you for, uh, well, I kind of am. I'm seeing the midlife thing as my mortality. Time is speeding by at a rate I've never experienced. I've never felt like this. I mean, it's like the minutes go by quicker than I thought. And it's just sort of like, I just feel like things are kind of over. I'm 49, soon to be 50. Is that the the age? Am I a little early if you're going into midlife? Oh, no. you're. I, I see this come up for people anywhere from like 35 to 55. You're kind of right smack in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and really it kind of is dependent, I think, on a lot of different factors. So aging parents, if you have um, any children, where you're at in your career, like, are there any advancements or are you, are you settled? Are you happy and satisfied? Um, but regardless, all of that can kind of take or make one take pause and be like, oh crap, is this really, am, am I doing this right? Is this where I want to be? Is this the path I want to be on? Cause I, you know, over the hill, right? We joke about mm-hmm, it, but mm-hmm. it's a very real thing. And Thanks to modern medicine, sure, we have years left in us compared to <laughs> compared to True. past decades and centuries. But it's, you, it, you know, it comes down to values and how do you want to spend your time and what kind of um, legacy or, you know, purpose do you want to leave behind and have your life to make? Like, those are big questions people wrestle with. Because just growing up and, and you see the sitcoms and the movies, I get it now why the guy gets mm. the sports car and wants to <laughs> wear crazy clothes that are way too young for him. I get it now. I mean, it it's 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 real. And how do you help people cope? Because when they maybe a lot, I think a lot of people just spiral into um, stress and, and fear. It, it's totally possible for it to take that. Uh, realm, you know, like if someone's going off and doing what you see in the movies, like spending all their money or selling mm-hmm. off all their goods and moving, like, hey, if you if you really want to do that and you've actually looked at the pros and cons of that and your resources, like more power to you. I just get worried for those individuals who do it on a whim or impulsively when when the stress and anxiety kind of get a hold of them. But um, so what I do in my work really is slowing the pace down because as you may know personally or can imagine when stress and anxiety kind of gets a hold of us 
we, we tend to get frantic, right? We, mm-hmm. We're looking for over here and over there, and this has to be that, and this has, yeah, I'll do this and this and this. It's like, whoa, okay, let's slow down a little bit. Let's actually, you know, bring our logic brain to the party here and, and do some risk assessment as far as, like, finances, of course, resources, logistics, pros and cons. What would be the pros of doing those? What would be the cons of that? Is that logistically feasible? Kind of all of that. But really also, like, do you have dependents who are mm-hmm. counting on you? Still? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, that would be, you know, do important. you want to hopefully come back to the same job? Well, maybe you shouldn't, like, leave for three months, you know, just kind of slowing down, talking through those processes, really looking at what your priorities and values are, aren't going to be the same as your spouses or your neighbors or your parents. And that's fine. Society tells us there's a certain way to live life and that's a bunch of crap. And so I really just help people give permission to themselves that they can do what they want, how they want in a way they want, but you know, let's base it in reality as well. Gotcha. And, and one thing I've learned in therapy, well, I keep having to go back to therapy. Uh, I'm very pro therapy. I think, I think it's about taking responsibility and and such. And, but there's, there's tools. I mean, there's, there's things, there's coping mechanisms that aren't all about eating ice cream. Like there are some coping mechanisms that. that, And that can be included if you want it to be. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's great. I'm going to tell them that. that, No, no, no. I, I, yeah, that's, it's, it can be harmless at some point, but I mean, what are some coping skills that, that we, that a lot of us are lacking when it comes comes to these crises oh well this is going to be like the stereotypical therapist answer but like it depends but some global kind of skills I'd say is one I don't think we have a lot of us I don't think we have a person or a place where we can go and actually just talk and I so mm-hmm. I'm biased too I'm pro therapy so having that non-judgmental space because even hearing yourself talk things out loud without being interrupted or anything like that. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. No, I felt that way. So ways to do that without getting a therapist would be um, just audio recording yourself, having your thoughts, journaling your thoughts, and then reviewing them and reflecting them back. Listen to yourself if you even talk to a friend, right? Friends are free, but then repay the service to that friend. People need to Um, do that. (laughs) (laughs) No no names will be said on the radio. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right, right, right. For sure. Oh, we all have them in our lives. Um, (laughs) Other thoughts I have is a lot of people say um, in their language, their self-talk, I should do this. I should feel this way, whatever it is. So they should on themselves. It's kind of the joke in the field Mm -hmm. instead of S-H-I-T. And... It, it really has a very negative effect on us, on our mental health, because then if we don't feel or think or do that thing, then we come back to feeling, well, what's wrong with me? I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. All of those. Ne- and then, then we feel worse. And mm-hmm. so then we're not going to really, that's not helpful. We're not going to move forward. So what I always um, offer as an alternative to my clients is using the word could instead of should. Oh. So that gives you permission, just a little little language change. And now I bet y'all listening are going to go out thinking and remind, remember this conversation. Oh, I just said the should word. Oh, I just it's said okay. should It's again. okay. It's okay. It happens. It, oh, totally. But just notice a slight 
feeling change as a result of that slight language change. It gives permission to not do it. It gives permission to feel a different way because the should, where's that coming from? Is that coming from your upbringing? Is that coming from society? Is that coming from your boss? Is that like, that's not you. That's not how you actually feel. And so how is it that you actually feel? Correct, correct. Because I, I just wonder if, if you're and, and I mean, the, the the pandemic is, of course, put people under enormous um, amounts yes, of stress and, and fear. How what, what are things you're hearing um, from from patients in, in general? I mean, are, are the, the fear and, the, and people that are affected like medically or, you know, who, who actually are you know suffering or have lost people? I mean, how how can people cope with with something like a pandemic? We don't have enough time to talk about that. I know. That. Sorry. <laughs> Threw that one out there. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, the pandemic has brought up um, its own crises. Uh, it, it, you know, so like as somebody who does believe in quarter life crises, and that's fine that you don't. I, I was um, just teasing. I'm, te- no, <laughs> just, well, I'm jealous no. of the youth. <laughs> I, oh, fair enough. Um, that's Sorry. part of the midlife transition. So, um <laughs> So the, the um, COVID crisis has brought up almost like its own version, but unfortunately has affected us all, regardless of age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, questioning the purpose of life, questioning how are we going to get out of this, questioning, you know, I actually, now that things are opening up a little bit more again, it's like, well, I actually don't want to go back to that commute and that job. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing, um, what is it, the great uh, resignation or something I've heard talked about on LinkedIn. Um, It's it's a lot. And, and, you know, the, the, um, the pandemic, sorry, I'm tripping over my words here. The pandemic is so big. And really, I don't know if you or your listeners are familiar with called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Um, Mm -hmm. There's five tiers. I won't go into it. But the first one is, um, do you have basically what you need to live? So food, water, and shelter. In some ways, the pandemic has even threatened people's livelihood. Like if they've been furloughed, then... Mm -hmm. They, they may not have money for, you know, and I know there's been obviously some government aid and all of that, but like it's been a threat to the, our deepest, lowest branch of livelihood, food, water, shelter. And then next is safety. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about medical health safety. Goodness gracious. Like this pandemic has brought up a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, fear, um, it's astronomical and the, the unique difference as a therapist now is I'm in the mix. So it's been a very interesting dynamic. Um, no, you know, this wasn't in grad school, right? Where how do you counsel someone while you simultaneously are going through the same trauma? Like that's yes. nowhere in the textbook. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really just doing a lot of grace and grieving together. And this is fearful. And and um, I, I I guess I I can only share my own experience. I'm, I'm I want to backtrack. Sorry, listeners. I said the quarter life crises that I don't. I of course I believe in it. I just I love turning thirty. I I felt like a grown up, and forty wasn't bad. This fifty thing, it's like, hey, twenty five year old, you're not gonna understand the, the. Yeah, you don't get it. it. It's just real. So of course I can only see it through my experience. But I guess I guess a quarter life crisis could be um just about you're not a kid anymore, right? The responsibilities. 
responsibilities, um, we put, you know, you may agree or disagree, but we put more and more pressure on our young adults in high school and even college to, you know, pick the, get the right grades, pick the right major, do the right sports. Like this perfectionism really is embedded in at a younger and younger age that kids are kind of losing their chance to be kids. But Mm. nevertheless, and then kids these days, well, young adults, I should say, these days, are now looking at the um, workforce, and it's laughable, right? Mm. As far as jobs available in the middle of COVID, we're going on almost two years here, and um, it's very scary. You know, again, it's bringing up a lot of those, who am I? Who do I want to be? What do I want to do? What is the point? Mm. Um, very existential questions at, and that's COVID, but also even pre-COVID. You know, thinking back to college, it's like that when you're an eighteen to twenty-two year old, stereotypically in college for four years. Those are like I don't know. This feels so permanent. You want me to pick my life path by the major that I choose? Like that mm. feels full of pressure. Yeah, and 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 uh, yeah, I never thought about that. Also, I guess I'm 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 gonna say blessed enough that I I didn't come up with all the social media. And the Twitter is a terrifying place. I don't know if you know. <laughs> That's I, I, a I wasn't, point. Yeah, even even in twenties, it just wasn't it wasn't a big deal, and so it, it wasn't around. And I don't know if that everything is online, and there's so much immediacy and and judgment. Significant comparison, social comparison Mm. is off the charts. And again, that comes back to the like, well, my best friend is so happy and they have this boyfriend and they, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, my goodness. Like, let's stay focused on you a little bit. But how how hard is that when we're inundated? I think I read something the other day where we consume as much in like social imaging and messaging, I think in like 10 seconds as we used to in like a week, like before, you know, yeah, it was, don't quote me on that because no, I no, no. But it. I mean, it, it's, it at least is, it's so immediate now. I never thought of it that yeah. way, is it? but I believe it. Yeah. And just the impact that has on kids, mental health their expectations, their view of where they feel they should be, but it's all a bunch of crap. I mean, you know, what I know you don't see anybody crying on, a photo on Facebook or Instagram, like they're all the happy moments. And Mm -hmm. so then we compare our internal experience where we have our insecurities and our, we're trying to build our self-confidence and get clarity to this person's exterior Mm -hmm. where everything's great. And I love life and look at this. And it's like, okay, but we forget that we also put that persona out there and wear that mask that life is good. And I have it all, you know, so we're not even comparing apples to apples when we look at those social comparison pictures. Yeah, in recovery, we call it compare and despair. They love to rhyme. All right. Um, hold on, everybody. All right, talking to Dr. Rachel DuPaul. She is a uh, therapist based in Minnesota. And you can go to betterbalancepsychology.com. And did I, did I lose you? There we go. How about now? I'm back. There we go. There we go. I lost you, but I called you. I figured it out. Anyway, Dr. Rachel DuPaul, you've been wonderful. Your Better Balance Psychology page is up there, betterbalancepsychology.com. And you have a Reddit page and, and a blog and YouTube. 
Oh, yes. You can find all of it on my website. So I have a YouTube channel that links right from my website. I have the, the Reddit. Ask me anything you can read about the quarter life and midlife crises specifically. But I'll be posting some more on that um, and, and a blog as well. I mean, as we just got done talking about social media, uh, I'm t- going to tell you all about my places that I'm present. Yeah, Instagram. Your resources. <laughs> Re- Instagram. Okay, your resource. Your re- Instagram on Instagram. <laughs> It's just a way I really like to educate people and normalize that they're not, this isn't just them. This isn't a them problem. Um, and there's strength in numbers and being educated. So if that seems helpful, feel free to reach out. Um, I am licensed in Florida to see therapy clients, but even if you just have a quick question, I will, um, I'll answer my emails on my website. Well, thank you so much. This has been a delight. Thanks for getting up super early in Minnesota. And I appreciate it. But I just hope you can come on at some point in the future. And uh, there's so much to talk about that you can help me with. I'm kidding. Uh, everybody with. Have a have a great and productive day. And I hope we talk soon. Thank you, Gwen. You too. Bye-bye. And again, Dr. Rachel DuPaul. She has a website, betterbalancedpsychology.com. And we are going to play a song and come back with your headlines Uh, There's significant news going on in Key West. You all know that. But we'll come up with headlines, come back with headlines in the weather forecast. This is My Chemical Romance, Bulletproof Heart, Island 106.9. Stick around. Talking with the ladies of bed. 